Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Takes it wide on Letty. Now pulled back, hands off Roman Polak. Tees it up for a shot and that was locked in front. Now Jackman again through traffic. Score! It's found its way through with the Blues. Lead the series two games tonight. Ah, yes, we are very happy to be joined out here as we are live for the Blues season preview party at Copper Fire in Belleville. Brought to you by America's sports artist Rick Rush and the Market Street Dream Painting. We are joined now by Barrett Jackman. Jax, what's going on, man? How you doing? Not much. Uh, doing good. Just uh, happy to be out here. Do you like that goal call we found, Jax? I remember that goal. I was <laughs> That was my first year as an intern with Curbs in the broadcast booth, and I was standing... Uh, on the lower level to get the headset post game, and I remember Jax's face when he scored that goal. It was like, oh my, I can't believe that! It was like from the blue line, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a uh, surprise as everybody that I scored, but from the position too, it was uh, it was a little odd. I'm always curious with this stuff because I, I find that athletes tend to have really good memories of specific moments. Do you remember like all of the moments in which you scored goals? Is, is that something that you can remember back on, or just that one in particular? No, just that one. Uh, yeah, the two playoff goals too. It was were pretty memorable but uh my son I, I was kind of bringing it up we watched uh uh last week one of our kids scored from outside the blue line and you know my son has seen the highlights and <laughs> he was chirping me a little bit about how you know the lack of goals that I scored in my career and, uh, <laughs> it was pretty funny when you get an 11 year old that's kind of putting you in your place but you know I told him I go once you score one goal <laughs> in the NHL you can start chirping me for uh, <laughs> yeah uh, for, uh, for not scoring enough. It's 29 of them, and also get the uh, 17th overall draft pick, and then the chirps can come in, am I right? Yeah, no, I, w- I would love it if, uh, you know, if we could do the do the pitcher like the Kachuk boys uh, yeah. did with the, uh, the the fingers up and Big Walt and, you know, kind of getting humbled by his kids. That would be uh, that'd be pretty cool if uh, he went down that road. Speaking of the Kachuk boys, Jax, I'm, how impressed, not just have you been with their careers so far, but we just saw Brady sign his long contract extension, which I'm assuming he's just going to buy you and Big Walt plenty of dinners when they're in St. Louis, right? Yeah, no, I texted him yesterday about uh, borrowing some money and, uh, you know, <laughs> donating towards, uh, you know, my kids' hockey. But, uh, you know, it's awesome to see. Uh, you know, those kids are, are such great kids. They give back to the communities. Uh, uh, they take care of their teammates. They take care of their family. And, and they are just uh, have a lot of pride in, in the city of St. Louis and whatever they're doing. So uh, for those boys to, to be as humble as they are, and, you know, we got to thank Chantel uh, yeah, for, uh for all that because Big Waltz, uh, uh, you know, he's got a pretty big ego sometimes. So, uh, no, but, uh, you know, they, they raise those kids the right way yeah. and they uh, they're, have success because they've earned it and they've worked their uh, their butts off to, to get where they're at. And, you know, we're just happy that, uh, you know, they're getting paid, but, uh, you know, still, uh, you know, to the, to the best, uh, best humans that you, you can meet. Yeah. I know the Kachucks are kind of the headliners here from St. Louis, but what's so impressive to me 
is how St. Louis hockey has taken off over the last few years in particular, but it's been heading in this direction for a while now. I know with your son, you see some of this. What is what has led to some of the improvements in St. Louis hockey? Obviously, the talent is there, but the development path seems to be at an all-time high right now as well. Yeah, I think it started, uh, you know, years back when uh, uh, you got guys like Basil McRae, Rob Ramage, Al McInnes, uh Larry Patey, and uh, Mike Zook, a lot of the alumni that, uh, you know, kind of entrenched themselves in St. Louis and, and started coaching a lot of these uh, these players at a young age. And uh, the more success uh, the Blues have, the more interest in playing the game and, and uh, getting the right coaches and, and developing these kids is, is huge. So I, I really think it's, you know, a little bit of everything and, and the perfect storm. And, you know, you have five kids drafted in the first uh, first round from the same city. It's is incredible and, and you know it, it really kind of put st louis on the map of, of being a powerhouse and you know, now you look at the, a lot of the triple a teams you know in every age group they're all you know in the top 20 in the in the country and that's uh, that's a pretty big accomplishment and and you know the numbers too uh, of, of people signing up to play hockey whether it's the girls or or boys teams it's it's really uh, coming a long way how have you seen that grown jacks because when you were drafted back in 99 i believe i mean you were from canada and the, i'm sure you didn't know much if anything about st louis when you were drafted by them you get here you play pretty much your entire career with the st louis blues how have you seen just the sport of hockey continue to grow yeah, well, you know, you look at the the new rinks that are popping up in St. Louis. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we lost a few to to Top Golf, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, just the the money that people are willing to put back in into uh, you know, kind of building the game, and uh, you got uh, you know three four shoots out at Centene Ice uh, Community Ice Center, and then you got the the Maryville uh, rink out in Chesterfield. And, uh, and, and just the number of people that are signing up year after year and the, the learn to play that the Blues are, are putting on and uh, just the, the different programs that are out there. It's, uh, uh, you know, coming here in, in 99 and in camp and then playing in, uh, you know, 2002, it's, it's really, you could see uh, the knowledge of hockey has always been here, but to put the kids on the ice and to, to teach them and, and develop, you know, so many great athletes, it's... Uh, uh, it, it's fun now to be a part of and, and help coach and, uh, and and just to sit back and watch. Former Blues defenseman Barrett Jackman joining us here live on remote. Jax, you mentioned the biggest thing is the Blues have been good and their success at the NHL level, and that's leading to people saying, yeah, I, I'd like to go play hockey myself. How excited are you about this upcoming season? They're, they're finally... It's not completely normal yet, but it's more normal in terms of some of the things that they're going to be able to do off ice. Like and they don't have to play Arizona seven times in a row. <laughs> yeah, there's that, which will be nice. Uh, what's your anticipation level for this Blues hockey season? I'm excited. Uh, you know, you look at the depth. You look at the uh, the decisions they had to make uh, just uh, to set the roster uh, uh, some of the good players that they had to set down that you'll probably see, uh, you know, through injuries. And, uh, but the, I think the depth this year is, is uh, greater than they've had in, uh, in the past. Uh, you know, the excitement of, uh, of a young kid like uh, Jake Neighbors is coming in and, and getting the opportunity, uh, uh, you know, with Saad and Bushnevich and, and Neil, uh, you know, some great additions. And, um, you know, and, and just the anticipation that the, the defense is going to play a little bit better than they did last year. It's, 
uh, it's really, it's coming together. And I I think the excitement's there. And, you know, I've been listening to you guys and and hearing that, uh, you know, the the national press isn't giving the Blues any love. And, you know, that's kind of the the way that they like it and be the underdogs. And, and, uh, you know, you get the old slap in the face of the people that are going to, you know, think that they're uh, they're not that good. Yeah, it's very frustrating, Jax. I get worked up a little too much about it, but it's okay. Uh, I want to ask you about one of the guys you just mentioned, James Neal. You played, if I'm not mistaken, with him in Nashville, right? That was your final season and one of his first years with the Nashville Predators organization. I think a lot of Blues fans are really excited about Neal because of the former 40-goal status that he was but more than anything, I mean, he's a guy who just goes to the front of the net, and it seems like he's a guy that everyone loves in the locker room. Was that how he was in Nashville with you? Yeah, he's, he's got a great personality. He, uh, he always likes to have fun. He, uh, uh, he's always kind of messing around, but when it, came to, it comes to the game, he's, he's serious. Uh, he can shoot the puck, uh, you know, with the best of them, and he actually plays with a bit of an edge. A lot of people, you know, probably aren't, aren't uh, familiar with it, but He's not afraid to, to, you know, catch a guy with his head down and lay him out or, you know, kind of, you know, be a little bit of that uh, pissed off style. So uh, he's, he's going to be fun to watch. And, you know, whoever he's playing with, he really gives a, a, a great scoring threat. And, uh, and like you said, he goes to the net and he'll get some dirty goals uh, as well as, uh, you know, some decent hands and playmaking ability. It feels like this is the word of the day, given what we talked about with uh, Mike Schilt. But philosophically, oh, <laughs> it's a negative word. <laughs> yeah, on this side, it's a positive, though. Do you feel like the team this year fits a little bit more with what Craig Berube wants to do? I mean, you look at the additions, you mentioned them with Saad and Buchnevich and Neil. It looks to me like this roster just makes sense. The fits are a little more clean than it was a year ago. Do, do you feel that as well? I do. Uh, you know, it, and it starts with that depth, being able to trust your fourth line. And uh, if you have Barbachev, you know, on the fourth line and, and playing the role that he did a couple of years ago with Steen and, and Sundquist, uh, uh And then you, you got the size, you got grit, and you got speed, um, you know, the best thing about the Blues hockey is coming wave after wave, and you know they might not score ten goals in a game, but they're gonna they're gonna wear you out and 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 just just keep coming in and and you know win those games because they're they wore out the uh, the opposition. I'm very curious to get your perspective on this Blues defensive core because last year there were times when it, it just didn't look right. It didn't look like things were fitting together the way that we expected it to. Tory Krug back for a second year. Justin Falk looked like he turned the page a little bit uh, last year, and hopefully he can continue that. What are your expectations for this group going into 2021? Uh, I think it would be much better. Last year, uh, you know, it was kind of a changing of the guard uh, with Petro not being there, with uh, Bo Meester not being around, uh, the injuries to uh, to Pareko that were, you know, it was kind of crippling him and surprised he could, he could play. Um, and then Krug just trying to find his role within this team. Uh, he, he didn't have the best season, but he, you know, you know, we may have expected too much out of him just because he was kind of filling that petrol role, and he's not as you know defensive, uh, you know, defensively aware as Petro, and uh, you know saw a, a few of his holes. But you know, I, I think having a year under his belt with these guys, learning what his uh, responsibilities are, playing with Falk hopefully this year, and. Uh, you know, another year for Wallman to, to get adjusted and maybe expand his role and hopefully he's a little bit more consistent. And, 
uh, you know, Mikula too. You know, he was he was young, and if he is that seventh guy that comes in at fifth, sixth, he he adds some aggressive uh, size, and then uh, you know, Big Bobo, who's uh, you know, you love the way that he plays, physical, and uh, he's just going to be that stalwart in the back end. So. Yeah. He scored two goals at the last preseason game, and they started calling him Bobby Ortuzzo. <laughs> and I'm like, I kind of can get on board with this one. Jax, uh, speak to this because you, you, were, you were a part of this. When, when you transitioned from a guy who was a, a captain, a leader in a locker room for a really long time, transitioned to a new captain, like what does that do for the group of guys? Guys, does that take some getting used to? Like does that take a season or two to get under your belt? Um, you know, I, I don't think it's really a captain issue. I think it's just finding, you know, what your role is. Uh, you know, there's some guys that, you know, maybe in one team they're, uh, you know, a, a one or two or a top-line guy, and they get sent to that second line or third line. And you just really have to take a look at yourself and, and you know, not take it as a demotion. It's just a, a different fit for the team. And, uh, you know, I, I think when uh, when Chief took over, there was a lot of guys that that they were, you know, the top end guys. They wanted to be the top end guys, and, and Chief just kind of gave them that identity of, okay, you're just as valuable as that first line guy, but we need you to do a different role that's yeah. going to make our team the best. And uh, so, guys feeling comfortable with, uh, you know, accepting the roles that they're they're given, and you know, I think guys will will start to to get into the flow and 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 be more comfortable with that, and, and just keep. Uh, uh, you know, playing the way that they need to to make the team better. You mentioned Pareko and the injuries that he dealt with a year ago. Doug Armstrong has, has spoken glowingly about him, and he gave him the contracts to, to fit that this offseason. He said he, he thinks he can be a legit number one defenseman in the NHL. Do you see that as potential for Pareko if he is healthy going into this year? Yeah, he has all the tools. Uh, he's got the big shot. Uh, he could skate like like no other for uh, for a man that's you know probably two hundred thirty five, two hundred forty pounds. He's he's a specimen, uh, uh, you know, in the gym, and uh, I, I really think he he has that ability. Uh, he controls the game. He shuts down uh, you know the offense with his with the skating ability, with his his size, with his reach. Uh, you know, you want a little bit more offensively, and I think if he just starts to shoot the puck a little bit more. And not afraid of breaking people's hands and, and ankles, and uh, gets a little bit more of that mean, you know, kind of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to score. I, I think he really can be that legitimate number one. What's a worse position, Jax? Being the defenseman where you're standing in front of your net trying to make sure that nobody's able to get that deflection, or being a forward standing in front of the opposition's net when a guy like Colton Pareko <laughs> comes through with a 100-mile-an-hour slap shot? Well, the forwards can always flamingo and uh, pretend <laughs> like they're in their way and, and get missed. The defenseman, uh, you don't know if it's coming to your ankles or your face. So, uh, you know, it's tougher. I took a, a, a Shea, Shea Weber uh, one-timer on oh. the Oh kill off the off the kneecap and uh, oh. sh shattered my uh, my shin pad. So <laughs> I know the uh, the worst parts of all those things. That is the <laughs> worst part about. It. I still remember to this day though, Big Walt, where it was it was one of his final games right before he retired, and he was standing in front of the net, took the shot. I forgot who shot it, but T it went T.J. Oshie. T.J. Oshie <laughs> took the shot off of his face and knocked out like what two, three of his teeth. Uh, I think it was probably four and broke his jaw oh. too above his. And then uh, he like retired two nights later. Later, yeah. Like, yeah oh, I think come it was, on. And he. Big Walt went his entire career without losing a tooth until oh the, yeah, two weeks before the end. And uh, I think he was still having surgeries two years after was he to, really? to correct. And I think they had to take bone out of his hip to put into his uh, into his jaw so his teeth would stay in. So, 
Yeah, that was uh, that was a, probably the worst injury for him uh, to get. Do you guys ever look around the room and be like, even among crazy individuals, you're this this guy is an insane person. <laughs> like some of the things that you hear about hockey players playing through. I mean, I, I can tell you for me, like, I would just retire on the spot. I'd be like, no, this, is, this just isn't going to work for me anymore. You know, you're just kind of, you, you grew up in that culture and, you know, you, you see some of the older guys before you. Uh, Dallas Drake used to climb into the, the oversized industrial uh, ice machine that we had into the in the locker room. He would just climb in there and close the door after games. And, you know, he did it as a joke, but he was legitimately had ice bags, you know, top to bottom and. Uh, you know, you see a guy like that that's 35 years old, you know, going through this every day to play the game that he loves. And, uh, you know, so you, you, you know, you look at those guys before you and see what they've done, and, and you just know you got to carry on that tradition of, of being tough or, or get out of the way. Was he the craziest one you've ever played with? Oh, geez. There's a, there's a big list. But, yeah, <laughs> Dolly Drake, for the size he was, he was 180 pounds soaking wet and, he threw his body around like nobody I've ever seen. Yeah. He put everything into every hit and every shift, and uh, he was exhausted every time he came to the bench, and he would go out and, and do it all again the next one. Jax, what are you most interested in going into this blue season? Like, for, for you, when you're watching the games, the thing that you might have the biggest question about or you're just the most excited to see, what, what's the biggest thing going into the year that you're most interested to watch? I think the chemistry with all those different lines uh, that they have, and uh, just seeing, you know, seeing what Vladdy does, how he responds to what, uh, you know, the offseason has, uh, has kind of brought up. Uh, James Neal, see if he could, you know, bounce back after the last couple of years, not, uh, you know, not having that touch. And, and hopefully he feels comfortable. Uh, uh, you know, O'Reilly, Perron, uh, just seeing if they can continue that chemistry. And, and, you know, Perron can keep up with the pace that he did last year at over a, a point a game. And, and, you know, like we talked about before, how that defense kind of shapes out and, and how they, uh, you know, they handle the, the criticism going into the season yeah. before they've even played a game. And, and hopefully they could, you know, come together and, and really uh, uh, complete the team. Jax, I wanted to ask you about the Vladdy thing. Not so much of what he said and talked about in the offseason, but more so in the locker room because a lot of people have said that it's going to cause a distraction among these guys. And I, I've said to this day, like, Hockey players are the consummate pros. Like, they, they give you the right answers and they stand by it, especially when you're in a locker room led by a guy like Ryan O'Reilly and Craig Berube. Does, does what Vladdy says in the offseason, does that even leak into the regular season for a group of guys? Not really. Um, you know, people will, will be thinking about it a little bit, but, you know, once the training camp went in, I'm sure he, you know, and I, I don't know this is right. a fact, but I'm sure he went in there and, and talked to the guys and said, hey, I'm here, I'm going to, you know, give it my all, and you know, it. You know, he's a motivated player now. He has to prove that you know he's good enough to to either get traded or good enough to to be a huge part of this team. So, yeah. uh, I really think you know he looks good uh, physically. Um, he, he came into camp, and and all the coaches were raving about how hard he's been working, and and uh, you know if he gets back to that uh, you know thirty five forty. You know, goal scorer and and you know makes people around him better, makes the power play better, and and uh, you know works his uh, his butt off. I, I really think it's a, a huge asset, and uh, you know whether he decides that you know this is the place I want to be, I love it here, I love the guys, or 
you know, Army gets a huge package for them and, and you know, maybe improves, uh, you know, the different areas of the team. Right. So I, I really think it's not going to be a distraction. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, almost a plus, uh, you know, kind of in the first 25 games at least. Hey, Jax, this has been awesome, man. Thanks so much for hopping out with uh, on, on here with us and enjoying what's a, a pretty cool event to kick off the Blues season. Hopefully we'll talk with you again soon, and hopefully the Blues have a nice year and we can talk about the run into the postseason as well. I look forward to it.